This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rapcast. This episode is the second of the player preview episodes, wherein I just want to talk to somebody who I know pays attention to a player's game and kind of get their idea of the player. If you want written work on player previews, uh, stay tuned with RaptorsRepublic.com. Go over there and subscribe, do all that good stuff. But we're here with Mac of Running Off the Screen, which you probably recognize him from. You know, it's on Raptors Republic. We just did an episode that a lot of people enjoyed. They like seeing uh, SNI squirm it, during the the comps and all that kind of stuff. But Mac, how the hell are you, man? I'm good, man. I just finished eating. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm honored to be on your show. I, I'm a big time fan. Uh. <laughs> I had uh, I had biryani rice and uh, butter chicken today, dude. It put me in a coma. Oh, I, I'm surprised God. you're able like. What'd you eat? I I made burgers and I had a Caesar hey. salad. Hey, that's pretty good. Get, I didn't want to get the carbs up with the fries, so yeah. That's dude. <laughs> I'm really proud of you. That's great. Yeah, you know who's you know who's eating carbs and working them into muscles? Scotty, the guy oh. we're talking about today. You know, <laughs> big man, big trouble over there, Scotty Barnes. I know he's your dude. They, like Scotty is everybody's dude to some degree. He's so likable. He's so magnetic. But I know you focus in a little bit closer. So before we get into the upcoming season, I kind of just want to understand the cliff notes of where Scotty Barnes is to you. Well, I think the first thing that stands out is that he's on everything, man. Like he can do a little bit of everything on the court. And going into this season, we all want to see a new thing added to his game. And for me, I believe it should be his shot making. Anything outside of the paint area um, where he shot 71% from the rim uh, in the paint. And um, also with that, I think with Scotty, it's not just improving his shot. I think it's the shot quality as well, right? Because, again, like I said, he's he's a menace in the paint area. So whether it's working his way off ball, um, developing like qual- quality self-created looks for himself, he needs to continue valuing his strengths on the court. Now, last season, four out of the five of our starters, they had um, poor self-created ratings, right? Shot quality ratings. And Scotty is in that bunch along with um, Fred, Gary, um, who was the worst, and Pascal. So that's probably why our half-court offense looked the way it did. So what that means to me, we need to run more motion offense, more pick and rolls and pick and pops, of course. And I think that will help our flow and that will help Scotty's development. Now, when it comes to him using the space given, because people are not really respecting his shot as yet, I think he needs to use that more of a runway, you know, a, a way to stride and get to the rim uh, a la Giannis. And uh, I know he's not Giannis, but you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you can't just, obviously you're not going to jog to the rim every possession. So he just needs to generate like creative ways to use his footwork and use unique angles around the rim and finishing uh, in that way. And obviously his free throw shooting needs to improve. We can't look past that. Yes, 73-ish percent is good, but someone as athletic and physically imposing uh, as him, and he's really good off the dribble as well, he's going to get to the line. So improving that free throw shooting is something I really want to look forward to in his game. Man, that's... That's so great that you brought that up because that seems like that's the first skill that Scotty will surpass Pascal in. You know what I mean? Like Pascal, for everything that he does, for whatever reason, he Pascal has a tough whistle, I think, relative to the amount of contact he gets, but he's also not as big and burly as Scotty. Scotty is just yeah. a really imposing dude. 
that's the first thing. Like it's it's tough to be better than Pascal playmaking right now. It's tough to be better than him at shot making and like off the dribble pop. But I tell you what, Scotty is gonna put dudes in the mixer over and over again, and they're gonna foul him. So I like that you bring that up, the the free throw shooting, the motion offense stuff. Are you wanting Scotty to be like when we think about a pitch play and maybe it's a you know a DHO at this point in his career, are you hoping that Scotty is the guy on the end of the pitch? Or the guy making the read between, am I going to pitch it to the guy? Or am I going to try and do a keeper play and turn it downhill? I mean, that's the beauty of Scotty, right? He he can do either or. And that's why this season, I want him to be utilized um, as like a full-time point guard, of course. But I think the next step of, in his development, other than the shooting, is maybe trying to match this, like the stats that Ben Simmons had, like the 2018-2019 season. You know, where he, as far as points, rebounds, and assists go, where he averaged 17, 9, and 8, like just under those numbers. Now, <clears throat> Simmons is a better passer and defender than Scotty at this point. Uh, but that doesn't mean Scotty can't develop into that role. And I think that it's it's like tailor-made for his abilities. So when it, when it comes to the DHO that you're mentioning, he can be either or, just like Ben Simmons is. Because on the break, on the tra- in transition, Ben Simmons is a great point guard. But in the cap, uh, in the half court, he's great at um, finding openings, cutting. Like people underrate his cutting ability and mm-hmm. his ability to read the floor and finding openings. And I think that's where Scotty can really dominate this year. I I am very interested to see how he kind of inputs himself because, as you said, the Raptors heading into this season, when you look at last season, low on self creation to some degree. Like there's a bunch of guys who are burgeoning. It's a part, it's an improving part of their game, but also Pascal, like Fred was great at it for a portion of the season. Then his body broke down. He was injured. It, it stopped working well. Honestly, teams got to go under and not pay. And that, that meant that he couldn't play make. That meant that he couldn't score out of the pick and roll, which he has to be able to. Pascal was coming back from injury and then he was obviously all NBA level. OG is a guy who, there's a lot of great parts of OG's game, but nobody could look you in the face and honestly say like that self-creation was banging last year. It was working <laughs> yeah. really well. And Scotty was a guy who was mostly taking, you know, the secondary defenders on the defense in isolations, mm-hmm. overwhelming them, that kind of stuff. The good news is he'll be able to do that again this year, more than likely. Yes. Yes. And the better news is I hope when we think about transition offense, Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, those dudes, it's not about ego. It's not about anything. It's just those guys spent a lot of possessions bringing the ball up the floor in transition. Yeah. And Fred, there's certainly something to be said for him kind of pushing, being the point guard and getting the ball up the floor, establishing offense. But in most cases, we want to see Scotty or Pascal up the court. Because those guys make the best reads in the open court. And their reads mm. get a lot simpler when Freddie and Gary are out running in the lanes, kind of spacing out to the three-point line. I'm really interested to see this Raptors team. You know, we saw it in the preseason game against the Utah Jazz. We have another one coming up tomorrow. And we're going to see it, well, we're going to see it as we go, keep going along. But this is a team that still wants to turn people over, still wants to run out. Yeah. And Scotty made bad decisions in transition against the Jazz, but it's a preseason <laughs> yeah. game. He's good at it. I'm excited to see just how much he can juice his numbers without even touching the half court. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, the thing about that, too, I look at that starting lineup. I know a lot of people are calling for Precious to start over uh, Gary Trent Jr. Now, if Precious starts, <laughs> you, and, I, and I understand the argument either way, but if Precious starts, do you think that would kind of slow down Scotty's ability to get open shooters, space out the floor for him to create? In transition or in the half court? Uh, half court, I would say. Hmm. I th- Honestly, I think that they're in the regular season, the offense will probably be better with Gary on the floor as opposed to Precious. I'm, okay, let's see. I, I don't think that would be that crazy. But in the playoffs and the type of basketball you want to end up playing teams, if they can keep you on the perimeter, they love that. They remove all of the guaranteed baskets at the rim of you punching gaps on the back end and that kind of stuff. And that's what precious brings that Gary doesn't Gary 
whether you bend the defense into hell or he's just creating from a static motion, we're talking about a guy who that's ending in a jumper. And Gary is a really great jump shooter, but Precious, you know, I wrote about it, like the offensive wrinkle thing that came up today is there's countless clips there of just like a guy who's like pump and right to the rim. And that's two points every single time. So I'm not really sure about that, especially because Precious shot the ball. He shot 45% above the break threes. Yeah. You know, after the, the all-star break, or sorry, from February 1st to the end of the season, which is pretty damn good. So yeah. the spacing, it remains to be seen. But I also think that Scotty, one of the unique aspects of his game is that he can weaponize players like Precious because Scotty makes the dangerous passes. And <laughs> yeah. Gary, Gary isn't a guy who rewards dangerous passes. He's not a guy who cuts for dangerous passes. But Pascal, OG, Precious... Those dudes, Scotty will try and find them at the basket. And that's that's maybe Scotty coming out of college. That was his number one skill, was being able to pass guys into layups. Because that's a rare thing. A lot of guys can, you know, the Raptors kind of dallied around with Patrick McCaw. They'd run horns and just have him be the guy at the top, right? A guy comes off a pin down at the back end. He'll hit a dude. Norm Powell, you know, hit yeah. a gap, get to the rim. But Scotty is the guy who he probes a little bit further he tries to get a little bit more dangerous. So Precious, man, it, it depends because, well, then let's let's ask you about the, the bench lineups then. Scotty, point guard, Fred is going to start, but you want Scotty running that point guard role. What is your view of the guys you want out there in his point guard miss? Do you want like staggered lineups? Do you want like Scotty plus bench? What are you trying to see happen? I think Scotty should be the point guard with the starters. Oh, I believe that Fred needs to be off ball more often than not. Doesn't mean Freddie won't touch the ball, but I think his usage needs to go down. And someone like Scotty, I I just really want to like I keep using this Ben Simmons comparison. Obviously, he's going to be a better shooter than Ben, ben Simmons. He already is. He's yeah, scared. he already is. <laughs> and like it's the assist percentage and the the assist to usage rate that I want to see climb into the 80th, 90th percentile for Scotty. And I like, I really think our team will thrive off that. Listen, OG is one of the best catch and shoot players in the NBA. Like it's, it, I think last year or the year before that, he was like one of 12 players with at least almost six attempts shooting 40% from three. And like Steph is obviously up there and all these elite shooters. So we got to keep utilizing that. And um, with Pascal, he's one of the best uh, three-point shooters off that left corner. I want to see him get back over there. I think at one point in the year, he's shooting around 67, 70% from that corner. You know, so a guy like Scotty, using him as the point guard with the starters, keeping the defense honest, I think that's going to boost what he can do. I, now with the bench, we don't have much shooting off the bench. That's why I kind of worry. Like we say Otto Porter Jr., right? But no one's just going to let him shoot. He's going <laughs> to... You need a little bit more off that bench. That's why I'm a little worried about our bench this year. I think we need another guard who can score. And I, I'm hoping to get that from Malachi if we don't make any trades. That's So this is what I wonder about. So there's no guard lineups. That didn't shoot very well last year. The Raptors mm-hmm. are going to go back to that. And those no guard lineups were dependent largely on defense and Pascal's creation. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Scotty can try and imprint himself on those no guard lineups the same way that Pascal did last year. Like Scotty is the guy who at the point of attack will mm-hmm. run like delay action with Thad. We'll find cutters like Boucher will constantly be pushing off the break and the, the half court offense won't be good. And it's not even supposed <laughs> to be good. They're supposed to be running out in transition a lot. Right. And yeah. if that's, that seems like one of the roads to getting Pascal a little bit more rest, the guy who led the NBA in minutes. Right. So, I, I do wonder about Scotty. He's he's been in a very comfortable position last season to some degree. Well, maybe that's that's not even giving him the credit he deserves. He was comfortable after he made a significant progression out of college, I would say. Like once once it became clear that Scotty was a guy who could take dudes off the dribble and ISO, I shouldn't assume that that's comfortable for him because that's tough to do. Hey, we see yeah. guys on the Raptors have a lot of trouble doing that. It's kind of a tough thing. And, yeah. your, and your friend OG, right? Right. He has a tough time with it. And <laughs> and Scotty, I do wonder if you just kind of like 
he's he's one of those players you give him the ball you see what happens you just kind of see yeah. what what comes back and i'm interested about those bench lineups to see how inventive he can be as a guy who initiates offense with limited players around him and so, so who's who's the sorry who's the bench lineup that you would use with him to like really so make it work i, I think that there's there's a lot of potential in my opinion for like boucher thad precious auto and scotty that's a big lineup i just because because you pascal can be out there of course because past that pascal scotty precious chris boucher lineup from last year was in like that four-man lineup was incredible and they sometimes they had a guard like gary sometimes they had a guard like fred sometimes they had thad in there and you know i'd like to see scotty try and thrive without pascal a little bit that's what people wanted last year and the best thing last year was obviously to let Pascal cook and let Scotty kind of adapt to playing off ball. He wouldn't get doubled when he isolated. But if you make Scotty the the guy who's the difference maker on the floor in those bench lineups, I do wonder if he gets more adept at attacking doubles, if he gets more adept at finding like these tighter windows on the interior because the spacing might not be as good. And Amy, maybe precious keeps hitting 45% from above the break. And then the state and auto is like a, you know, a heat pump from everywhere on the court for eight years now, maybe, maybe he can create and do great things there. But I think that that's one of the, the things I'm most excited for is where Scotty gets those point guard minutes, how much of them put Fred off ball. And how much of them put Fred on the bench is one of the things I'm definitely kind of, you know, wondering how that plays out. That's very interesting. So with, with that bench lineup, let's say Otto Porter is not available because of injuries. Who who would fill in that spot? Is it going to be Delano? Is it Champ? Like, who's going to make that? I mean, Champagne has to make the team. I like Champagne. I want to make I don't even team. know. I, it's not looking good for him, but, though. But well, Josh Jackson looked really, really good. And so, yeah, yeah Champagne has to make the team. But Delano, yeah, Delano can squeeze in in a pinch, especially if if you plan on, you know, Delano didn't have good defensive reps at the G League level last year, but he certainly had some games where he had really great defensive reps, you know, at, at the NBA level. And a guy who just pushes in transition, you know, Delano wants to be the guy pushing. Scotty wants to be the guy pushing. We'll see. And, you know, if if it does settle into the half court, Delano is much less inventive as like a cutter than guys like Boucher or, you know, an offensive rebounder like, you know, Precious or, you know, a a secondary playmaker like Thad, that kind of stuff, or a shooter like Otto. But Mm -hmm. Delano, he's got to get his minutes somewhere too. He he factors in, in in a way as well. But yeah, there's, there's a few different configurations that they can do. That's the benefit of getting a little bit deeper than last year where Nick Nurse was like, I have two configurations. It's, you know, subbing in the guy who's the sixth man and then subbing him out to put the starter back in. Like, we're only playing six guys. And, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a couple different variations of it, but mostly just kind of to stretch Scotty's conception of who he's playmaking for and what and how defenses react to that, which is a tough position. So maybe we should talk about what might be easy this year when he's playing next to the starter. So let's say Pascal has the ball. What do you want to see Scotty doing for the most part? Uh, he needs to cut or go into that mid post area and go to work. Now he has to find mis- mismatches. Of course, if he has a big on him, he's not going to go into mid post. Right. And if you're running him at the point, so you're saying if, if Pascal is running the point and then Scotty's just running off ball. Yeah. He has to, he has to do his work in the, in the post area. Like just position himself, um, Get in that spot, a la maybe Mark Gasol, playmate from that area. Now, I think he's he's more of a catch and finish guy. I, I that's what I would want him to do. Um, if he's in the post and looking around, I I want him to be my playmaker. But if he's running off the ball and he's has a clear lane to the rim, just catch and dunk. Um, so that's what I that's what I envision for him. But I, I had a quick question for you. I, j- I just came up in my head. Do you do you think there's a difference between Scotty being a willing passer and an elite passer. Like, is there like is there going to be a point where he can't get to that those eight assists I'm asking for? Do you think he's like? So I think Scotty's an elite passer. Okay. And so 
the delineation that, you know, it's like the basketball nerd stuff is playmaking versus passing. You yeah, know, exactly. this, the skill of passing, Scotty can make passes that Pascal can't make. But Pascal can break down a defense because of his other tools to make easier passes that lead to points for teammates. It, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Scotty, yeah. and Scotty doesn't have all that Pascal has. He doesn't have all that a lot of the wing creators have yet. He's young. He may very well develop all of it. But Scotty's a guy like you. You put my life on the line. You know the gun is to my head, dude. And you say <laughs> somebody on this team has to fit a ball through like a pinhole and get it to dude on the other side. I'm not picking Fred. I'm not picking Pascal. I'm picking Scotty and Scotty might just do it on the run without looking, you know, he <laughs> might risk my life just for fun. That's how talented <laughs> he is as like a passer. So like that's the, the Raptors, you know, Blake Murphy wrote about it. It's the Raptors play. You know, it's that like that rip screen They that Kyle used to throw the, the oop to DeMar all the time. Yes. Yeah. Scotty and Pascal hit on that last year against Brooklyn. Scotty hit Pascal on the oop. They've they started running it. It became a part of their package again, like fun stuff. But they don't. Pascal is the one they want making like those post entry passes and getting guys the early work. But if you want a guy to throw a laser beam from half court into a deuce hands for a dunk, that's Scotty. Which also we'll move on to the defense after this. But that's also kind of a way that you can create with Scotty is. His touches are quite high. His creation level isn't. And so what you're thinking about with guys like this is if you give a guy a lot of touches, it means that you want him to make a lot of reads. And I really like the Raptors putting Scotty in a position where he doesn't necessarily have to create, but he does have to make a read because his reads of the four are, you know, from the perimeter are going to be better a lot of the times than Pascal's. They're going to be a lot better than Fred's a lot of the time especially since he'll have the height and the angle to create passing lanes. They'll be better than OGs. So use this guy as a hub to connect. And then, you know, on other plays too, you can allow him to try and create and work on his game and stuff like that. But just using him as the in-between guy so that if there's a back cut, he's the guy who's making that read. He's going to make that pass. If there's an opportunity to put the ball on the floor, instead of a guy like Thad Young or Precious Achua making that read, it's Scotty seeing the defense get lazy and shift out of the lane where he can punch it, that kind of stuff. So I think that's a big benefit of Scotty too, is just like having a guy who can make a bunch of reads and make a bunch of good ones. And I'm excited, especially as you say, like the shooting has to get better outside of the paint. He was awesome in there, especially from the short mid-range too. But -hmm. if he can make teams respect his ability to like catch pivot out and hit a shot from like 18 feet and out, then all those, all those actions get extremely hairy for other teams. But the defense, then we're talking about a guy who this was a big selling point coming out of college. I've been on wax saying I thought it was bad early on in the year, but also that I thought he was a positive by the end of the year and being a positive defender as a rookie is a really, really big deal. I'm curious where you think he's currently at. Well, I believe, well, the the analytics <laughs> say that he's one of the best or highest rated positional uh, defenders out there. Uh, I think he was like top five, like from all the grades from 2013 all the way up to last year. He's in the top five. And I think OG is like eighth or whatever. Who cares? Right. But he, can, he, can I ask he, you, can I ask, what does that mean to you? You know, that means to me that no matter who's on the floor, he can guard them. And I've saw, I've watched film where in college in Florida state, I think it was against UNC. I watched him guard a point guard, keep him in front of him. The point guard passed it to the center. He got switched onto the center and he kept the center out the paint. And he did it multiple times that game. And that was before he was drafted, obviously. And that's what I did a film study on that. And I really, this is, and this is when I said uh, I wanted Scotty to be a, a dark horse pick for Raptors, and I got like attacked. There was like, what? It sucks. But you, man, <laughs> who's your plug, dude? You pick it. You pick the guy every single year. There you go. It's weird, yeah. Well, I really like Kaminga, but I said Scotty mm. is the is a dark horse pick, and everyone just said, nope, nope. You don't know what you're talking about. He doesn't play basketball. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I. 
I seen that play in on that UNC game. I'm sure there's plenty more games where he did it, and I knew that was going to translate. Now he's just a rookie, and he gets a little bit anxious at times, and he gets too excited when he sees a guard in front of him, and it and it kind of it it allows him to blow by him or trick him and do fakes. And I think once he gets a little bit more settled, slows down his mind on the defensive end, he's going to be elite across the board. And that's why I keep. That's why I keep um, harping this Ben Simmons comparison because as much as people don't like Ben Simmons because of how he's dealt with his career the last few years and he can't he's, shoot. He's a good player, man. He's, he's great. a great, great comparison for Scotty. Like, great, great comparison. That's why I keep leaning back to that. And he's an elite defender. People don't realize how good a defender Ben Simmons was. Now, they probably do, but they probably forgot now, right? And that's where I want Scotty to be within the next year or two. Now, if he turns into an ISO score, great. But defensively, I want him to be like exactly like how Ben Simmons is. It's inter- when I so I'll be honest. My opinion of Scotty's on-ball defense is fairly low, and so the verse and full honesty, the versatility metrics don't move me that much. Like I want efficacy with the versatility. Yeah, yeah. and and as you say, Scotty, he gets excited. He plays too high on ball handlers. He doesn't allow because when you play high, you don't allow your length to do the work for you. You're trying yeah. to rely on speed. And this is a guy who, as you say, like adjust, like making that switch from the UNC point guard onto the center. That's a big deal. But a UNC point guard is not the NBA point guard. And like picking up a Gardner Webb point guard when he's at FSU full court <laughs> is not the same as picking up Jimmy Butler full court. It's just he didn't change approach from college to the NBA on ball. Mm-hmm. He did learn and kind of change his approach off ball though. And I thought that was great. I do understand why you have optimism though. And I would love to be wrong about it. I can see an avenue of where I'm wrong because Boris Diaw played incredible <laughs> defense on LeBron James in the finals, right? It's <laughs> yes. like tremendous feel mixed with length and not that, not that Scotty is Boris Diaw. Scotty is significantly more gifted, has more spring, has more pop than Boris. But we have to see Scotty use his strengths defensively, his real strengths, instead of like that, I'm the dog up on a dude. I, like what Fred did to Colin Sexton early part yeah. of the preseason game. Scotty wants to do that to everybody, every possession. And yeah. it's part of being better at defense is understanding that you don't have to OG is a good example. Jordan Clarkson tried to boogie on him. Did OG yeah. jump him? No. OG waited for the pickup. So yeah, I'm Scotty. I, I would love for him to be your vision of him defensively. I hope I hope it happens. I'm lower for sure, but I see why you're there. You know, it's it's interesting that you said um defensively he has to stick to his strengths and earlier on i said offensively he has to stick to his strength so do you think it's do you think it's an awareness thing that or he's just trying to find who he is on the court why he's not exactly where we want him to be yet on well, both ends of the court he he's not where we want him to be because you and i are both selfish and we want a superstar <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. he's scotty truthfully let we zoom out he's doing just fine like he's <laughs> he's he's doing quite well but is he where we want him to be? Is it an awareness thing? To some degree, of course it is. Yeah, this is a guy who half of NBA, like we see guys with, Joe Ingles was a really good player in the NBA. You look at raw talent, athletic ability, all this kind of stuff. Why is Joe Ingles in the NBA? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's guys like Tyus Thomas who didn't make it, who could jump out of the gym, who had like a little bit of off the dribble game, all this kind of stuff. And knowing how to input yourself on the court is such a big part of it. And seeing how Scotty maps the court as a playmaker, especially it's hard to see a vision of the future where he's not mapping the court defensively really well too. Like Scotty should be by all counts, a guy who if he's, if he's picking up 94 feet, which I don't like, but if he's doing that, (laughs) he should be a guy who knows like when you see a guy like, I don't like Patrick Beverly that much, but he's good when he picks up, you know, 94 feet. He has a good awareness of when the screen is coming and to drop out of it and then to re-engage. And like yeah. you you have to know where you're and you have to know where the help is, even when the court is big, not just when the court is small. You have to know where the help is when the court is big. And Scotty mm-hmm. is 
he's really locked in to that on-ball defense stuff. We saw it. We we saw it at the end of games. We saw it cost the Raptors, where Scotty was like, "I'm the guy," and he loses a man, and he stops <laughs> yeah. rotating. He's just like, "Damn, I got beat. I hate that." I mean and, that 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 Luca play is burning my mind, where he just let him shoot the ball. But yeah, and if, like and of course Scotty will transcend past that. And yes, for sure. I I hope that that whatever he transcends to, I hope that it's all defense. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on all defense. I would bet on all stars. I would bet on all kinds of stuff for Scotty. I won't bet on all defense though. But I, I certainly hope I'm wrong. Man, oh. I hope I'm wrong, dude. Okay. If, yeah, give me the pitch. <laughs> okay. I don't think we realize who this guy is. He is a B. Okay. He has a 7-3 wingspan for one, right? Mm-hmm. He's about 6-9. He had a 39 and a half max vertical at the combine. Pretty good. That 36 standing vertical, ranked third in the combine. Uh, 2.99 shuttle run, ranked second in the combine. He has all the physical traits of an elite defender. It's just his mind. And I think if that's all you're missing, just the mindset and your coach telling you where to be and just getting you locked in and settling down on the, you're, you're, you're going to skyrocket. A lot of these guys, they have the talent. It's the mind that's, that's holding them back. And I think once he gets that, once that thing clicks, it's, it's over for the league. Now I don't want to sound like a Homer, but <laughs> no, no this guy, this, dude, this is good. Very few yeah. people actually go to town trying to like it. At least uh, very few people go to town trying to sell the Scotty all defense thing. I want to hear it. But like he physically has every single he has a nine foot standing reach. He's gonna be he's gonna be a decent rim protector at least on the help on the help side. Like it's just it's all there. It's all a mindset. It's all schematics, and I think he's gonna get there. Now can Nick Nurse unlock it? I think it's gonna be on Scotty to do it. But if you have a guy like OG around you, Pascal's a great defender. You have the right guys around you to put you in position to Fred. You have the right guys. They put you in the right positions to make you an elite defender. And Precious, he has a full team of guys who have that ability that he can watch, he can study, he can learn, and he already has the tools. So it, it just makes sense that he's going to end up being, he's going to get to that point. He's only, what, 21? Mm-hmm. Come on. So there's a there's a few things that stick in my head. When you say, like, weak side rim protector or yeah. a guy who's in the paint and can hold it down, I mm-hmm. think of that December 10th game against the Knicks where he had like 15 or maybe it's like even just an insane amount of rebounds. And he played drop in that game. And I think about Scotty using his length kind of to deter things rather than his activity. Like he let the, he let the guys come to him, then boom, meet him at the rim. Then with that great second jump, that vert beat him, beat him in the air for the rebound, that kind of stuff. He can do it against like as a rookie, he could do it against certain front courts. That's a huge deal. Then we see him at the point of attack against the 76ers, probably knowing that Harden is not as spry as he once was, kind of being up in a dude's grill was a good thing. But he also kind of alternated between being up on him and then playing closer to the screen and allowing his length to kind of keep Harden at bay so that he could also switch. This is like, these are really good inputs of his athleticism, his defensive talent. But I do, I do wonder, honestly, like if it's the screen navigation, it's the subtler points of defense that you're not guaranteed to get better at, that it's hard to get better at at that large size. Like Giannis, Giannis is incredible. Giannis is not going to navigate a screen, and there's a reason they keep <laughs> him away from the perimeter, right? Yeah, Scotty, yeah. Scotty probably has a better future as a perimeter defender than Giannis, of course. But it's just I'm waiting to see some of the finer points of defense come along. And I, I totally understand why you are so bullish on all of those things kind of coalescing into all defense. I certainly hope, like, it's hard to be a top 10 defender in the league, especially oh, since please. especially since no one's going to give him the votes, right? Like, yeah. there's something and, going on. And his team is full of great defenders, so it's going to be hard for him to be that one guy to stand out. So, the, but, but this what, is, man. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say, like, what is your expectation for him, like, this year? Like, what is what do you envision the end of the? But by the end of the year, what is he gonna be? So, when I when I think of, I'll I'll do the defense first. When I think of the defense, I think that Pascal, OG, and Precious, all those three guys are better on ball defenders than Scotty, and by um like it ranges from a lot 
to a meaningful amount, in my opinion. Defensively, I love seeing Scotty kind of, if he could emulate more of that Pascal off-ball stuff. Like Pascal, the the numbers don't really recognize what Pascal does, and they probably won't fully recognize what Scotty does either. But Scotty was near the top of the league in in closeouts as well. This is a guy who was responding to breakdowns, and he's trying to put out fires. And there's nobody better at putting out fires in the NBA than a long wing who has like a mind for defense, has really great sorry, feel. Yeah. Sorry, before you wasn't pa- Pascal led the league in that three years in a row or something, right? In closeouts. I actually I I don't know about 2020 21 or or even 1920, but I know he did this past season. Okay, but sorry. with the it, it, it wouldn't surprise me for the year that the bubble came along, but the injuries in Tampa, I wonder if that just because he missed that. the end of the season. Hmm. Yeah. You, sorry, you, sorry for cutting off. Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense. But when I think of, when I think of Scotty and you talk about like shuttle drill, you talk about standing reach, you talk about a guy who can hang on a switch. I love that guy because that's a guy who can step out late in shot clock. And that's where being aggressive is, can really be quite good. Late in shot clock, you jump a dude, you get him to backpedal. Now it's now you're cooking with gas. I love him as a weak side rim protector who can not only come over and you know contest the shot at the rim, but can also hang around afterwards and try and clean the glass. Like those are the ways I want to see him used. Not as a guy who's kind of walked out there to be a, a stopper on ball. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's the way I want to see him used defensively. For the most part, I expect him to be a meaningful positive defensively this season. Offensively. I expect him to be, man, one of the best transition players in the NBA. I expect him to be a guy who still, Freddie and Pascal are going to get doubled a lot this year. Guys like Precious, Precious that, you know, he's going to hit his threes. He's going to attack closeouts. He's going to detonate at the rim, of course. Scotty won't draw the same types of closeouts. He's, he's He's not the same type of, like, quick twitch, get that first step going downhill athlete as precious is but scotty's a guy who like man he gets the ball there's 12 seconds left on the shot clock we saw it against utah it's preseason but we saw it his whole first rookie or two he's like 20 feet from the basket there's a guy who's six foot six on him suddenly he's at the rim like he's just like yep you're coming with me i'll put you in my pocket i'm taking you to the bucket and i expect lots of that i expect lots of heady cutting i expect more screen action for him and i mean if Nick Nurse actually runs plays, yeah. If Nick Nurse <laughs> allows him to run pick and roll, yeah, I would just love to see his playmaking out of that. Because the pick and roll, we saw it, we saw it against the Lakers. They ran a lot of pick and roll with Scotty. He was their yeah. go-to guy at the end of the game. You know, it was a really fun game. But if you give a guy like Scotty who he, when he picks up his dribble from 18 feet and in, he's at the bucket. You know, it's two steps he's there. And you get a guy like put in a screen and roll action where there might be miscommunication. He gets an edge. That's death for the defense. And even if the there's a guy who steps up, do I trust anybody on the team to be better at making reads out to the corner or, or on laydowns or stuff like that? Probably not. I just want to see Scotty put in more situations where he's headed downhill. Transition will solve so much of that. But, I mean, putting the ball in his hand in a few more actions will also solve that too. And also... Pascal becoming a better shooter this year for spacing purposes. Precious maintaining that inertia from a good year of shooting. That helps a lot. OG kind of taking it on the chin and being like, I'll be the dude in the corner. I'll cut against the weak side zone. I'll drag guys around with my gravity. That will be meaningful. Gary and Fred obviously shoot the hell of the ball. You know, Otto's going to shoot the hell of the ball. There's there's a lot of stuff going on, but it should be an exciting year for Scotty. For sure. So, so with Scotty as the point, it's going to be an effective offense, you believe, if we start running some pick and roll or pick well, and the, pops. The Raptors were twenty sixth in half court offense last year. Yeah, was, yeah. Effective is an interesting word. It will. I, I expect the offense in the half court to be better this year. Certainly. I mean, one could argue that they weren't as good because of the pick and roll, but also there are so many injuries. Maybe I think synergy they, oh. chemistry. Yeah. I think they weren't as good because they didn't run enough pick and roll. Yeah. I, genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, I do. But do I think they'll be effective? 
if they got into the like top half of the league in half court offense, <sighs> this team that's probably a top four seed in the Eastern Conference. If their half court offense is is working to that degree, considering mm-hmm. where they get the rest of their offense, just kind of pushing in transition turnovers. Their defense finished ninth last year, was fourth for the back half of the year. They're probably a top four team if that half court offense climbs up. And if Scotty like takes that jump, can create, draws doubles, gets a lot of attention. You know, that step is coming at some point in his career. Is it this year? Is it year three, year four? I'm not sure. It's coming. But yeah, Scotty making that type of leap is what that can really transform. Well, I think it's mostly on you get either the Scotty leap, which I think most people feel like you get. Everyone expects leaps in year three. Get that pal, somewhat improbable leap from top 20 to top 10. He wants to be top five. He has to hit pull-up threes. He has to hit catch-and-shoot threes above the break to make that happen. But if those things happen, he might give you that impact. And then OG. And OG is probably seems like the least likely of them uh, at this point. But those seems like the – man, I mean, Precious, I don't know. Precious, he's a mystery box dude. You know, he <laughs> Precious could give you 27 a game this year. I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, yeah, like yeah. – <laughs> But, yeah, that's that's <laughs> kind of my thoughts. Yeah, I don't. My heart still thinks that this team needs another guard. I know it's tough. It's tough seeing. Like I know I went to the Edmonton game. It was great seeing them play, and I see the I see the vision. But man, Doughton, maybe Doughton can get a guarantee, and they move. I don't know because it seems like I think Nick Nurse said something about Doughton. It's kind of like battling for a spot too. But it's kind of interesting to say that considering he's a two-way so maybe they're cons- like you know what i mean maybe they're gonna give gabe brown a two-way and then make Dalton guarantee you don't know right well even yeah that's it could it could be it could be a couple things it could be that they think Dalton is battling for a spot on the squad a guaranteed and gabe brown yeah. will slot into that two-way or they think that Dalton is fighting to not lose the two-way to gabe brown or something like that oh straight up yeah yeah, yeah. It, it could it could be like they're you can cut a guy from a two-way. That's easy peasy for an NBA team, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. And like Doughton, he looked comfortable by the end of that game. I'm sure you agree with that. Yeah, yeah, but off yeah. the start, he was a guy who was kind of like on pins and needles trying to be herky-jerky <laughs> and create. I felt yeah. bad for him because it's tough to just jump in jump a game in. and be a dude who snakes pick and rolls and hits 17-footers against contests. Like Malachi's yeah. been living that, you know, that, that hell for like <laughs> two years. But yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I'd like to see happen, but I won't just cause, just cause I'm not high on Scotty's defense, for example, as you doesn't mean I'll say it won't happen. Cause you know, I mean, we don't need, he's going to be a decent defender. We don't need him to be an all world defender, right? We have a bunch of pieces that could do that for him. We just want more playmaking, um, more attacking the rim and hit your free throws. And I think he's gonna have a great year. That's, that's the, that's the key. I don't. I'm not even worried about the three point shot right now. Me, me either. People, people are obsessed. They think that the three, <laughs> three point shot is the first development for everybody. I'm here to tell you, it is not the first development. Because in the NBA, you develop like this stationary three point shot. Guess what? They're going to run you off the line. Now, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Did you work exactly. on the rest of your game? Is it get, like? <laughs> are you going to get downhill and make the reads? Scotty can, but you know some guys can't. Like that's. Gary has to fill out parts of his game that other guys have had for a long time. And Gary has things that other guys may never have too, but it's just, it's not always the shooting from three. I think we, I think that the, the general sentiment around like three point shooting is a little bit too simplified for my taste anyway. And Scotty there's considering how often he has the ball with the head of steam going towards the basket, that three point shot, it's not actually – it's not the thing I want to see most. There's a lot of things he could add for sure. I, I mean, his three-point shot is going to be and ones, right? He's going to get to yeah. the rim, get fouled. <laughs> <Don't>, <laughs> the the old throw. school – yeah, the old school three-point play. That's the that's the way to do it. That feels like um, a decent kind of runaround on the Scotty stuff. I love – like, you know what? There's nothing better for podcasting than when there's like two dudes who have a good time and disagree, and we yeah. found that here today. Which yes. is which is so good. Is there anything 
that we haven't talked about regarding Scotty that you kind of want to say to the listeners? Hmm. I mean, stay tuned. I don't know what else to say. Like he is, <laughs> he is who we think he is. Like coming into coming in from the draft, he was the high energy uh, playmaker, uh, versatile player. He was a guy who was considered a glue guy, but I guess that perspective changed. Now he now people think of him as a a piece like a a key a core piece. Um, doing so, <clears throat> I don't I don't know. There's not like people know who he is. Now it's up to him to change our perspectives and become a, a ISO guy. And I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be an elite defender. I hope I'm right. I hope you're right. <laughs> and then let's see. So for the listener, for the viewer, stay tuned with us because on Mac's podcast that I was on just recently, we had a conversation about OG being a better play- player currently than Scotty, which was my opinion. That was not Mac's opinion. And about 15 to 20 games into the season. It's not like a debate debate, but we will revisit the topic with all the film on hand. And, <laughs> and I think that'll be really fun because we had a, yeah, I could tell Mac was, he was, he wanted, he, yeah, that's an, that's a fun conversation to have. So sometime around 15, 20 games, we'll take a look at the film, what's been happening for the Raptors and we will revisit that topic uh the two of us yeah i wanted to go on a rant but like <laughs> you guys were guests and like you know it wasn't that wasn't the point of the conversation at the time right that wasn't even the comparison we were talking about at the time so yeah it's gonna be a great debate 15 to 20 games in it's gonna be fun it's i'm i'm excited to see kind of how it shakes out because i could look silly dude scotty who I knows? Look like, silly. like maybe you know <laughs> scotty especially that dude could throw in a jetpack this year and who knows? And like maybe at 15, 20 games, you know, it's like a one minute pod. And I say, hey, Mac, you were right, by the way. It's not <laughs> particularly close. Okay. One thing I'll say about Scotty there's not many guys that can get quiet 20 point, 20 and 10 games. And he's yeah. done that many times last year. That's a, and that, uh, that's an elite trait. That a- absolutely, like you're, you're bang on that Scotty is. This is what I talked about with this is what I used to talk about with Pascal in that 2019-20 season. I was kind of like, this dude is sleepwalking to insane numbers. <laughs> you know, you blink and they're at 14 points. And you're like, how the yeah. hell did this happen? Exactly. And and especially with Pascal lost the stars he developed next to, and then stuff became really hard. Scotty, it doesn't look like he's gonna lose anybody. All the easy stuff that he just gobbles up that isn't a guarantee to go just because it's easy doesn't mean that everybody's taking it and doesn't mean that yeah. your team will take it either. Scotty getting a rebound after he misses and then dunking it. Not everybody, not everybody can do that. You know? Yeah. I love that you bring that up. Like sleepwalking to like 2014 as a rookie, <laughs> it, it should turn your head. You should be like, you know, well, damn, there's something going well, on here. Remember earlier in that year um, against the, I think it was the Celtics. He had like 26 and 11, like nothing. Yeah, man. It he was, was just work. He was jo- he was jogging up and down the court, yeah. and he got twenty six and eleven. That's what he yeah. was doing. It wasn't yeah. nothing crazy was happening. He wasn't like busting dudes off the dribble. He was just running from end line <laughs> to end line, and he's like, "Damn, you know, basketball easy game when you're a big imposing dude who wants to get after it." Yeah, no plays called for him. You know, yep. so that's why that's why I'm very optimistic on him because it's too easy. Yeah, that's uh. <laughs> That feels like a, as good a place to end it. I feel like this was a really great conversation around like what Scotty is, what he might be, since nobody can really say what that is. He's it's tough to project any player, Scotty. It's it's impossible, it seems. But Mac, uh, the the floor is yours to uh, plug yourself however you want to tell the people where to find you, um, what you have coming up, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find me on Raptors Republic, running it, running off the screen. Um, my next episode, I'm juggling with what I want to talk about. I'm thinking between training camp battle, giving a, a like an in-depth background of each player that's trying to make the team, give you all the way up to their high school and elementary days, all the way up to now. I'll try and do that. And then you could get a bigger picture and feel a little bit more connected to them. Um, and yeah, and subscribe to RR. We got that paywall going, right? 
Yeah, actually, if I can take a moment. So with the paywall, and so, you know, listen, here's the thing. We don't mean to offend anybody. There's a lot of free stuff still available. But the thing is, when we announce a paywall, that's not an affront to you, listener. That's not an affront to anybody. So if anybody has the urge, you know, when somebody says, hey, we're actually going to be asking for money to try and lay out why we actually don't deserve to get paid for what we do. I promise you, that is not it. We <laughs> deserve to get paid. And I'm here to tell you, the people who will be behind the paywall, that work is valued across the world. That work is valued across industries. And like, you have to pay for stuff. The, the, the internet is tough to monetize on. And unless you want three sentences between ads, not even full paragraphs, you want to be like on this buggy ass site. This is us coming to you and saying, hey, the people here are really good at what they do. And Raptors Public is a, a massive part of Raptors coverage. And we're saying we want to pay people. You may, you don't have to pay. You certainly don't. You can enjoy all the free stuff. But I tell you what, it's not we didn't come to this decision lightly. We didn't come to this decision out of selfishness. It's just wanting people to be paid for what they do. And if that upsets you, uh, honestly, tough. Sorry to say, but like the 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 work is worth stuff, whether whether you like it or not. So yeah, get off my soapbox, Mac. <laughs> you were a tremendous guest. I I love the conversations we have. We will have many of them during this season. And uh, yes, one one in particular, we're both kind of linking up for. We might both wear boxing shorts that podcast, yeah. dude. Or maybe maybe you'll fly into Toronto and we'll like you know ding ding ding. I mean, we should. I could fly in and we could do like a in studio, like both of us talking it out. That would maybe be have dope. a whiteboard. Yeah, that'd be dope. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be super fun. Uh, <laughs> Raptors Republic wants to host live events and stuff. Maybe you know we do a live podcast someday. You know, good. all that kind of stuff. But yeah, listener. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you're on the podcast channel, if you're on YouTube, uh, make sure to like the video. That helps everything. Mac, running off the screen, I'm saying it first. That's going to be the most watched stuff on Raptors Republic channel this year. Mac is tremendous <laughs> at what he does. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned with this stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll get out here. Mac, thank you. Listener, thanks. We'll see you. <laughs>